All right. Part two of episode six of the department podcast. Crew's still here. Jesse, Justin, Clark, and Joseph. So first part. I don't know. You go, you go by both. Steve Clark, Clark. I'll play it. I'll play it. I don't know. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Jesus. Can I be like Excalibur? Sure. Excalibur Clark is now on the podcast. Um, So there's two things, not two things, but obviously the NHL started preseason play. Who the hell cares? The NBA started playing uh, preseason and they start Thursday, but we'll get into that a little later on the NFL. They're making some news. Now we started seeing earlier this week where players are starting to opt out. Uh, Most notably six Patriot players opted out. Before we, uh, we started recording this uh, podcast, Nate Solder of the New York Giants opted out, as well as um, Godwin on the Eagles. I'm trying. I'm forgetting Marquise Godwin. Marquise Godwin. Marquise. Or Goodwin. Oh, Goodwin. Marquise. Good. Goodwin. 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 He also opted out, but that was because of they have a very young daughter, and also prior to you know that, obviously his wife unfortunately had three miscarriages, so obviously she's at risk as well health wise. So it makes sense for him to opt out. Now, I can't believe I'm actually going to compliment the NFL for actually handling something properly for the most part. The players who are opting out are getting a base $150,000 salary this year, opposed to the MLB where you have to forego your entire salary. And so the I, WNBA where you forego your salary as well. Exactly. So actual credit to the NFL for still compensating players to some degree on a you know, very livable income by most standards in the United States. So... Yeah. It's also giving them a, a deadline to, I think, next. Yeah, it's Monday. Is it Monday? I believe August third. Yeah. First, so it's Saturday. That's Saturday. That's basically right before training camp starts. So I yeah, think- because the rookies are in, but the people who are second, the year veterans or whatever, vet- veterans. I don't love that because we don't really like. I'd like to wait till we know more specifics about where the league is before they start telling people they yep. can't opt out. Um, very I would dangerous. give them almost the entire training camp period. Like right up, like a week before op- the first week of the season, to be able to opt out or not. That's just me. That's what I think. I think this is a little too soon. We're good on them for giving the base salary. Well, yeah, especially like let's say a team gets an outbreak or something, and then after the opt out deadline, and like some guys change their mind and are like, "Oh, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore." Yeah. Yeah. So, at one point, same thing with kind of like the MLB where. You know, we didn't see too many big-name stars opt out, right? But what if we do see bigger names in the NFL, like immediate impact players opt out, right? Yeah. Then does that put, like, a damper on the season then, almost? Um, yes, because say the Chiefs, for example. Say if Pat Mahomes sits out. That Chiefs team is not going to be half as good as it was. Yes, they have a decent defense now. Yes, they, he has a great line, great all-around team. But Patrick Mahomes is the guy on that team. Taking him out of the equation just – it's not the same team. So it does have an impact if it's a star player or if you're number one player on your team. Yeah, for sure. Well, and arguably Patrick Mahomes is the new kind of face of the NFL. Right Ratings. Now. So Ratings. that could definitely hurt. I mean, I don't expect any of like the top. I really don't expect any quarterbacks probably to sit out. Um, no. But yeah, from a rating standpoint and things like that, I could see it affect a little bit. Um, if too many guys sit out, do you put an asterisk on the Super Bowl kind of thing? Um, but I don't expect that many people will sit out. I do, however, think the Patriots have so many people sitting out. It, it, it's it's planned. 
I don't I'm think so. I'm telling you. No. I, I think – No. It's too I think Bill, I think I think Bill is like, hey, if there's even any semi-part of you that doesn't want to be here, don't come. I don't think he's telling people, like, hey, don't come. But I yeah. think he's like, if there's any little part of you that doesn't want to be here, don't don't be. I just don't think that's how Belichick is morally as a coach and as a human. <laughs> Trust me. He, he's a win. He's a win now guy. He's, he's a win now guy when he has had Brady over the past, you know, 35 years. Um, We're going to sit here and talk about Belichick's upstanding morals. Uh, <laughs> well, Belichick, it could always be the exact opposite where he's like, if you're not 100% committed, get the hell out. That's what that I'm too. thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But it's like, I don't if think he's trying to tank. Doubt, yeah. I don't know if he's I don't think trying, he's trying to, to tank, tank, though. But no, that's my point. He doesn't need to tank to get a quarterback last in the first year, round. Last year was the year to tank. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, well, they wasted time if they were going to tank this year. Well, right. It's just the perfect storm of crap to tank now because you're not going to have a college football season until the spring. You know, if Trevor Lawrence's, you know, career, it, he's smart for a career move, he shouldn't play in the spring, really. Just get ready for the draft and forego his year at Clemson. Yeah. Well, he's you already know? securing the basically number one pick. If they well, that's the, the thing. Then, but if other players do that, you know, obviously Lawrence, the tape is there. But if there's players that say have like a year or so of tape, their draft stock drops. Is that sure. almost enough then to have to be able to afford not playing in the spring for the NCAA? I think Lawrence and Fields can both sit and still both be top five picks. Oh, for um, sure. Mostly everybody else, I don't. I don't think there's enough tape. Well, like defensive guys, usually, you know, you can make your reasons that they dominated for years, but. The interesting thing is, like, the one little the little problem about the Patriots tanking is if Cam is starting and Cam is playing well, he'll win them a few They're games. not going to be bad. Like, yeah. they're going to probably be at least, you know, seven and nine. I would say seven and nine. If Cam, if Cam is as good as he can be with the Jets being a joke and – the Dolphins relying on a rookie quarterback who one is not really fully healthy and two can't really get acclimated to a system and three doesn't really have a great offense around him with offensive personnel. That's not great. Um, the only team that's good in that division is the bills. Yeah. And are you really buying that much Josh Allen stock? I'm not. I think they're taking a big step back uh, in Buffalo. A lot of this is under the assumption of the NFL season happens uh, happens and happens fully i i don't see a feasible way for it to happen they would have to bubble up but it, it would be multiple bubbles and I, there's just too many personnel that go into there, it. there's too many players to bubble exactly yeah. because you you would have to i mean the lowest you could possibly make the roster is maybe 44 mm, possibly that's and that's not enough that's need, not enough you need the 53 man at a minimum exactly. So we even do. if you tried to short, shorten the roster somewhat, you know, you only carried a – everybody carried two quarterbacks. You don't carry extra players, but it, it wouldn't work. In, like there's going to be almost guaranteed games I, people are going to run out. I almost think what they should do is, even if you're not bubbling, just kind of take a page out of the MLB book 
reschedule it this year and just do conference, like not even conference within your own division. Yeah. And just play your, just play 16 games within your own division. Play everyone three, what was that be three, four times then? Yeah. Probably about like, you know, just play 16 games of division play because that was almost, if you were to bubble, you'd have to take your your conference division and then your inner conference division. So the South and the South, North, North, East, East, uh, West, West, and bubble those four division, those eight divisions into four separate bubbles and play it that way. You know, put one in New York. But then at that point, you have to find areas that could have at least, say, two stadiums at a time. You know, California yeah. would have to be an option. You have the Coliseum. You have Oakland. You have L.A. You even have San Diego if they wanted to reopen that place. California would be Ooh. the best place out there. You know, Texas would be an option. You have the Alamo Dome, Dallas, and Houston. You know, the North would be a question mark somewhere. But then even, you know, up in – yeah, you put it in New York, you'd have Buffalo and you'd have New Jersey even at that point. Yeah. The thing with football, why it's not going to last, is because of how much contact is involved with this yeah. sport. Compared to baseball, compared to basketball, compared to hockey, football, when you're on the offense and defensive line, you're face mask to face mask. You're breathing on each other like crazy. If you're getting a tackle, you're, you're right up in the guy's face. You're all up on them. So I, if one person has that, it spreads to someone they tackled. That person gets tackled by somebody else. They, they go to the bench. They sit next to their teammates. It's just going to spread so easily. So I also do not, don't see a season going far. The thing is that they're going to have to have either the vi- the mouth shield or just something. So they just wear straight up. I don't know if the mouth shield is going to work. That's the It'd thing. It would be very dangerous too. I mean, it would be yeah. very – you're taking – like you need a lot of air intake for football. Mm-hmm. You're blocking it with literally an Oakley piece of plastic. Yeah. There goes that. Maybe they uptick the play clock, give players more time between each play, you know, instead of 60 seconds, 80 seconds. Possible. Or 90 I mean, even. At 90, and then you lower the amount of plays that go into each game. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you cut down the plays from, let's say, 80 plays down to, you know, 60, 55 this would be the, this would be the season kind of like how we get the stupid rules in the MLB. This should be the year that they get rid of the kickoff just to get rid of potential plays that way. Then, <laughs> yeah. If you sure. also if you get rid of, I think like honestly, special teams for just the get, most part get rid of it for yeah. the most part. Like kickoffs, punts, punt return. Do like field goals. I think I think field goals kind of need to stay for the score. Oh yeah, system. obviously. But punting, get rid of it. Try to limit as many players as you possibly can. You don't need, you know, three gunners on your team for kickoff sake. Um, I think they'll do a lot of interesting rules. Um, overtime, I don't know. Maybe just go just straight call, tie. Just, or, just or go just, straight tie. Or college overtime, just to get it over with faster. The, the only reason I wouldn't go college overtime is because maybe, like, there could be one game that draws on too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they do have to make a couple ruling changes to try to fix this. If they, if they go in and are just like, we're not changing anything. Well, that's the word. They're setting themselves up for, for failure. Well, that's the initial reports. The NFL is the most stubborn league out of all the four leagues. They By will far. not change for anything. Yeah. You know, there's reports saying that they, have no, they don't even have a plan for bubble to anything. They need to at least have some form of a contingency plan. I think a problem with the NFL, too – is Goodell's not a great commissioner. We can all agree there. Yeah. 
but the owners listen to him the least out of any yes. other owner commissioner relationship. Like even Manfred and the owners are like more on the same page ever than Goodell and the owners. They mm -hmm. Goodell tells them one thing and they I swear they just want to do the opposite. They hated doing the um the draft virtual, even though nobody yeah. had a problem with it. And it worked just fine. Worked uh, they could do that for the rest of time and it'd be a-okay. Yeah. They don't even need to have the draft in person. Um, but yeah, I think they, the NFL is the most stubborn because it's the owners just flex their power, I think, more than in any other league. It's because they generate so much money. That's the thing. You know, and I feel like that's almost the unwillingness for the NFL to bubble is because then it would take away you know, the ratings of games on at the same time, which then would take away from red zone, which ultimately the point of red zone is for fantasy football and gambling. Yes. Yeah. You know, and maybe, and if they're, you know, making decisions based on revenue and intake, that's a serious problem because the NFL, if it happens, regardless fans, no fans in the stands, people will watch the NFL. Oh, for sure. Oh, you know, the NFL will break like records, records. on ratings this year. If, it, if the MLB is doing it, the NFL is. They could almost make a case that it will help them to play with no fans because they'll get so many ratings that they could actually use it as fuel to renegotiate TV deals. Yeah, and jump those advertising, uh, the advertising money, which is pretty much flatlined because of Red Zone and things like that, where, I mean, streaming too, is, it's gotten rid of commercials. People don't watch commercials anymore. Mm -hmm. Um and that can totally change everything. I mean, we've seen what people pay to be on on the Super Bowl because that's the only time people watch commercials. So uh, as the NFL has the most to gain from doing this the right way. And it just seems like they're hell-bent on just not doing it the right way. And especially with their – you know, I'm just saying it now. There's not going to be college football. Simple as that. It won't be played. You know, Unless you they and, move it to the spring and things are better, and but there is not in the fall, no. If that's the case, then you would get all the people who are maybe just strictly college football, you know, to get their football fixed, they'll then watch the NFL. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's too much riding on this for the NFL, for them to be ignorant, you know, and stubborn, not to have backup plans that could work. Because – they need to – if they can start and maybe if they have to take a pause and push things back and maybe go to plan B, that's fine. But have it in place prior to. Uh, tackle Lane Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles was just placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. So that's another pretty big offensive lineman, I would say, one of the better tackles in the league. If not, uh, he's been yeah. – yeah, I mean, he's been moved on to the COVID list. So For opting we'll out or does he have it? I believe he's opting out. Okay. Um, and Virginia Tech cornerback Caleb Farley, who's a projected first-round pick, is opting out of the season. He has seen NFL players opt out and is uncomfortable with playing this year. Can't play so him. he's going to go straight into the draft. Okay. It's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot more. That's all I know. We're just seeing if, the beginning of it now, people opting out. If but, you are a projected first-rounder, okay. for the most part – you the most you're gonna slip is maybe into the second possibly third if your medicals come back a little weird but if you're a projected first round pick you're you should opt out because you're then 
guaranteeing another year of health on your body and while also still being guaranteed the money that the NFL is going to get. Exactly. So there's no reason really to play. As far as I'm concerned, Lawrence shouldn't play. Fields shouldn't play. Any of of those top 10 projected guys, um, Singletary from LSU, any of those guys don't play. Opt out. By the way, Lane Johnson has tested positive for it. So that's – okay. Yeah. It, it was a tweet he just sent out. I've tested positive for COVID-19 but feel strong and ready to go. Then he has a couple two, couple more paragraphs. The end says, I'll follow all protocols and look forward to joining my teammates and my coaches on the field soon. So he does have it. Yeah. And, you know, there were be- two other players placed it on the list. So I wonder if they also tested positive for it. Uh, linebacker Nathan Gary and tackle Jordan Melita. Is that also so with I the want, Eagles? Yes, all three of those are with the Eagles. Very possible. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's it. I wonder if they're going to handle it similar to the NF to the MLB, where it's you get it, you're gone. But once you can, like, it's it's not going to be like IR where you're on for a set amount of time. Like once you're done, you can just like you can come back almost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to make players probably sit. Uh, probably at least a week or two. I would say two weeks. They might do a week because it's technically 10 to 14 days. So you can get away with the 10-day and have them only sit one week. Um, But I think it should – I would put in a two-week minimum. Uh, Before we continue, I have a little bit of breaking news about baseball, though. So a little interruption between – That's fine. uh, Jose Reyes is just officially retired. Nice. Yeah. He won't go into the Hall of Fame. No. no, he won't, but... Um, Baseball well, retired him two years ago. One of my favorite players growing up, so I just wanted to thank Jose Reyes for all the fun memories that he gave this Mets team. In his first run, of course, a lot and more it, than his second run, but... And it's funny, still. too, they built City Field, like the original walls, to fit his speed. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, they uh, can either build around David Wright or build around Jose Reyes, and they built around Reyes. Jose Reyes. And, and it and severely hurt the team as a whole, long-term yeah, at least. Long-term it did. But thank you, Jose Reyes, for all the memories, and that's it. So, Joe, what do you think about the NFL at this point? Whether or not they're going to play? Yeah. There's no way that it happens. There's no conceivable way for them to do it without it being very dangerous. I mean, especially if you're going to get rid of the preseason. Week one is going to be a disaster. With between COVID, between not having a preseason, um, between people screaming about boycotts and not boycotts, week one of the NFL has potential to be great in ratings, but also uh, a really bad situation. Sloppy, sloppy play. Yeah. With, a lot, with a lot of the limited stuff. amount of reps that guys are getting, especially contact and everything like that, we could see a lot of injuries this year. A yeah, lot of too. injuries. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, obviously alone, that's scary and that's that's a bad thing. But also then, what about pulling players in from the free agent pool? You know, how how many guys can you pull in that necessarily weren't quarantining, you know? So I, that's... I, I think we could see a lot of, especially quarterbacks, I'm, I think we could see – a lot of quarterbacks, piles. yes. Like, I think teams could maybe carry three, four quarterbacks into the season. So then this kind of brings in my next question. Do we almost see where the NFL kind of gets rid of the preseason cut for the roster, where it's almost like you can have, say, the 90-man roster, not cut anybody, but you can only dress 53 at a time, but keep those extra reserves 
as kind of like the taxi squad in the MLB where it's the break glass in case of emergency for COVID replacements. That's definitively what they should do. There's no reason. And I mean, if you really want to, you could still be able to sign guys from other players, practice squads and everything. Um, I think that works as long as, you know, everybody's not, you know, got COVID. But um, yeah, I think you have to let them go in with at least, at least a 70 man roster that you have like 17, you know, scratch extras going in. Yeah. Because if, if they say you need to have 53 people, that's it. That's not enough. Because what if you have a slight outbreak of, say, five, six people that get taken out? Then you're down to 47 players at that point, and you barely have enough. Then you have three subs for, you know, two strings of footballs, two strings for offense and defense. You know, so the NFL, they need to put some rule in place that either lets they extend the practice squad or you can have a 70-man roster but only dress 53, which would make logistically the most sense. Probably. Yeah. It's ridiculous they've had this long to prepare for it, and there's still questions. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't even given updates on what they're doing is the biggest I, issue. Just like Madden, baby. <laughs> they're just operating business as usual. That's, that is definitively, I think, what the NFL is just trying to do. Like, they're just trying to act like, yeah, no, everything's fine over here. We're just going to do what we do. Yeah. And players are worried, and there are fans that are worried, and the NFL's like, yeah, we might, you know, maybe possibly have fans, you know, state governments, we'll see. If, if, if that's the case, stick them in the upper deck. Like, keep them as far away from the players as possible. If they let fans in the stands. Yeah. Well, if you, let, if you let fans in the stands, you then have to employ have security guards and most likely food and merchandise merchandise they want to make money if the fans are there i can't if the fans are there they're the fans aren't just coming i mean have you guys ever gone to a stadium and you walk in with like a drink they're like uh no buddy you gotta pay nine dollars for that inside they're gonna be tailgating outside yeah there's no way you can let tailgating happen no no way and that's where the nfl it's like yeah you know we're kind of just letting it you know, the states decided, you know, New Jersey said nothing for the Jets Giants. Eagles said nothing from Philadelphia for Philadelphia. But then you have like Baltimore, Florida and other states were like, yeah, 25% of the stadium. Can't be doing I that. know the Steelers said they would allow 25% with masks if Pennsylvania allows it. They probably mm-hmm. won't. Yeah. But I mean, they should leave it up to the state government's per se, because they're the ones that should make that call. But I really think you should just do no fans because it's the safest when, thing. When, when you add the fans, again, you add so many different other elements. Well, and, and that's the thing. And those are factors they can't control. Yeah. You know, they that's the biggest They already issue. can't really control the players and the staff of the, you know, the teams to a degree because there's no bubble. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Find a guy for going to get takeout food? You you can't. You don't know what he's doing. Now, last thing for COVID and the NFL, we have certain stadiums that are just domes and then certain stadiums that are open air and then retractable roofs. You know, obviously, it's a lot more hazardous to play in, in an indoor stadium with COVID because it doesn't necessarily cycle out or filter out with like an open air stadium. So could you almost see them mandating where it would be smart to at least to mandate a rule where if your dome can open up, play it open to at least let some of the stuff ventilate out? For sure. 
Yes. Sure. Being we already know how we're forced to wear masks inside an enclosed area in a, in a Walmart or a Target or whatever. In a stadium, it's the exact same thing. You're in an enclosed area, so having the roof open is exactly like being outside, where masks aren't required all over the place. So I think if you have, if you're, if you're luxurious enough to have a retractable roof like that, it better be retracted. It got to be retracted. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. If you if you can cycle the air out in the safest honestly probably cheapest way because of the roof retracts you're not paying anything yeah. extra yeah do it that way that's that's the best way because the only stadiums that i think that are fixed and can't open would be new orleans detroit i don't think minnesota opens up i don't think minnesota opens up either i think those are the only three i that think don't. i think minnesota has like the windows they don't, it doesn't open but like they have like two windows columns yeah that can that open i think those open so that would be enough yeah you know i think those are the only two to three stadiums in that potentially can't open dallas doubt no dallas dallas opens, opens right yeah yeah. Open the top. yeah let's see let's look at my posters Bengals open air steelers open air ravens open air browns open air Colts retractable texans retractable titans jaguars open jets open all the north all the east is open west la that's retractable the new one yeah. right retractable yeah, sure. vegas is retractable <laughs> kansas city denver open chicago open minnesota question mark detroit green bay open new orleans no Atlanta, yes. Carolina, open for Tampa Bay. All of the East except the Cowboys is retractable. I mean, is open. Arizona, yeah. So it's really just (laughs) those few. Yeah. (laughs) Saints need a new arena pretty bad. They need a new stadium. They need a new stadium. They need a new Superdome. That thing literally survived hurricanes. (laughs) Literally. And also they blew out the power, which, you know, conspiracy or not, the power still went out there. (laughs) <laughs> so that's well, that's the nfl and their covid dealings for right now which there really are none at this moment in time but tuesday night joey bosa the less talented of the bosa brothers oh. got paid big time five years 135 million that's 135 million for joey bosa at 27 million a clip which is almost more than the average quarterback salary now one word. Yeah. Extremely overpaid, but at the same time, Chargers really have nothing else going for them. So at least pay a fan favorite and keep him happy. Exactly how I feel. He's good. He's good. He's not that good to earn that much, but like you said, he's all they have. Who else are you going to pay on that team? Uh, I don't know if they're going to pay Goff. The Goff doesn't deserve that much. I'll tell you that right now. Goff is the third string quarterback at best. Um, but Bosa, like you said, not the better Bosa brother. Shouldn't have gotten that much, but uh, it's tricky. It's a very tricky situation. He has to give his agent a crazy cut. (laughs) That agent earned his 10%. (laughs) That is a way above market contract. You probably wouldn't even put him, you know, like in the top five at his own position. Honestly, honestly. (laughs) And I mean, so I got, he got more than Garrett. Got ten million, which is ridiculous. Is he, is he the highest rated defensive he, player? Defensive then? player, yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, because Garrett was, oh, and now this boy. contract just came. Yeah, no, it's not. Garrett's so much better than him. It it doesn't make sense. Like you said, Joe, shout out to his agent. Like he deserves a nice cut of that. 
I don't know how I feel about giving five years, 135 million, 102 million guaranteed, by the way, um, to a guy who's never made an all defensive team and has missed games like two out of his four years uh, being in the league. And I mean, you know, there's, there's health issues. There's, uh, you know, whether you think it's an issue or not, but his rookie year, I mean, he held out for a couple games when you can't really hold out as a rookie anymore. That's the ironic part too, is where he held out for more money as a rookie. And now they just openly gave him the largest defensive contract ever. Yeah. I mean, I think Um, think Keenan Allen is probably next on their agenda. Um, But that's another player with health issues and availability. Like I like, like that's that's just what I'm thinking, and uh, that's what they're doing. I think it's ridiculous. Um, I, I like I guess it's right place, right time because he's making more money than Cole Mack and Donald. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, for a guy for a guy who's had over ten sacks once in his whole career, I mean, who's played two full seasons, it's it's and it's, then that almost ties into then Jadavian Clowney, who still doesn't have a job where similar players when you look at the stats almost you know doesn't really stay healthy too often doesn't get the sack numbers you'd anticipate but one got paid you know for a long ass time and the other one still hasn't had a job a week away from training camp yeah i mean bosa had like 11 and a half sacks last year six of those came in three games uh two against Minshew in a 45 to 10 blowout uh two against um uh, Tannehill and two against Trubisky. I mean, that's half his sacks right there that are in three games. And all of those quarterbacks are, I mean, pretty bad. I mean, I mean bottom. you could, you could make an argument for Tannehill, I guess, but nobody's defending Trubisky. And I don't think there's any Gardner Minshew fans, you know, really hanging around. And I should but, say, I should say one season with more than 12 sacks. What I meant, I said 10. Yeah. I meant 12. Um, and on top of that, I mean, yes, all credit to him for being a, a good pass rusher, but that's all he really does. He, he doesn't play the run. He does not do much else. And, I mean, he doesn't – when he does get to the quarterback, he usually results in a sack, but he, he doesn't have those QB hits numbers, those hurry numbers that you, you'd like to expect. You'd see from a prime J.J. Watt, which, I mean, you don't want to compare him to a guy like J.J. Watt, but this contract forces you to do that, I think. Um, it puts him at he's being paid as an elite pass rusher where he has the he has the potential to be but almost at the same time when does potential when do you hit your ceiling i think he's kind of hit his ceiling already i mean this is a team that doesn't that is not really going anywhere anyone right now um like not on the offensive side of the ball so you might as well yeah i mean Pay him, keep him happy, which keeps the fans happy. They'll still buy jerseys. They'll still come, still come to see him. You got to pay. Uh, some. I mean, nobody's coming to see the Chargers. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah. Going to the end. <laughs> yeah. And what if they're still in San Diego? The one thing that kind of makes sense is if they think Herbert is their guy and they hit on him, they don't have to pay him for five years. Yeah. So that's pretty much kind of when the Bosa's guaranteed money is up. So if they had to restructure, send him. They, they could still give Herbert his money. But if Herbert busts, you know, let's say in two to three years, they don't really want him anymore. 
now they've kind of they can't really pay for a quarterback in the free agent market and if you have if you're paying guys on the defense like Bosa and Derwin James you're probably not going to be bad enough to get one of those top three picks and uh, this doesn't address the Chargers biggest problem is that their run defense was god awful last year horrible it's it was one of like it, like other than Philip Rivers as well was on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this doesn't address that at all. Yeah. And I mean, you're playing. I mean, yeah, you're playing in a division where you're going to have to get after the quarterback. Um, you're really looking at Mahomes right there because that's that's really I guess your only shot at trying to beat the Chiefs. Um, so but- then, real quick on Mahomes, he bought some ownership stake in the Kansas City Royals. He's kind of turning into Mr. KC now, a little bit. Good, embrace it. He might as well. I mean, if you're if you're in the middle of nowhere, you might as well become the face of that uh, Russell Westbrook and OKC. I mean, he was. There was a joke Colin Coward used to say that like the second most famous place at OKC is like a steakhouse. <laughs> so, so like, so yeah. I mean, it it makes sense if you're if you like those fans will love you for forever if you give them your all, which and it seems he, like Mahomes is doing. And he's not going anywhere. He's locked up. They're not trading him or anything. He's not going to ask to leave or anything. He's he's staying. His, his life's in Kansas City now. So good for him. I'm happy for him. He's only a couple years older than us, which is scary to think how much money he has, only being a couple years older than us. But I'm, I'm happy for him. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great talent. He deserves all the success in the world. Makes sense. It's a smart business move. Um, I like it. And it's kind of continuing the trend a little bit where we're starting to see athletes buy into the teams of the same city of the team they play for. You know, we see Rodgers with the Bucks. I think Yelich also has some minority shares in the Bucks as well. You know, we've seen Beal trying to buy the Mets a little bit. Yep. So it's, that's kind of a trend we're starting to see with the inflate, not inflated contracts, but definitely the much larger contracts of the players. They're reinvesting it into other sports. Yeah, no. Right. It's, it's making sports kind of more uh, collective rather than just every sport. So, we got just about two minutes before we wrap up this podcast. Jesse, anything you want to touch on the NBA since they are starting Thursday? <laughs> um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm interested in the Clippers Lakers. Okay, because that is that is the opening game night. I just I think it's interesting. The Clippers are still saying we need to build team chemistry which has kind of been their thing for the year. But it's like, okay, well, why didn't any of you guys play together? So we're going to see how the Clippers experiment works out of resting guys all the time and pretty much never having them play together for the most part, Uh, as opposed to the Lakers where they were playing them every night. If Anthony Davis doesn't play tomorrow night with his eye, we're going to find out a lot about LeBron James very quickly. If Davis doesn't play, I think the Lakers have every reason to just ship it in for the Nugget and let the Clippers take it. <laughs> they really do. I mean, the Clippers are playing out, playing without several guys. Yes. Yeah. But, well, Lou, Lou Will went on his little adventure. All right. So he's not playing. He needs to get his wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, one other thing. Garnett is reportedly really trying to buy the Timberwolves, uh, putting in $200 million, and he would become the president of basketball operations with, uh, with some other people. Can't be worse than Jordan and Charlotte. 
No. Uh, it, no, no, it no. definitely couldn't. Definitely could not. I think I think it'd be good for the Timberwolves to have yeah. Garnet there. And I mean, really, what else has Minnesota accomplished? You know, besides yeah. the Garnet years, you might as well put the one star that they have there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically about it. But uh, next podcast, not the wrestling one, when we do an actual full one, probably so early next week, we'll actually have stuff to talk about in the NBA because we'll actually have legitimate games being played. So, Clark, real quick, outro time. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at the Department P1 on Instagram at the underscore department underscore podcast. We just recorded this for YouTube, but don't forget we are on all your favorite podcasts, apps including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And so please subscribe to us.